You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Here at the Black Information Network, we know how important it is for you to start your week off energized, engaged, and enlightened. So we're looking back at the weekend to bring you the biggest stories you may have missed. Stay tuned for our weekend recap featuring BIN writer and producer Maggie B. Nowen. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. All right, Maggie B. Nowen, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Ramses, I'm wonderful. I'm feeling blessed and refreshed. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You have a good weekend? Had a great weekend. I'm excited for the week ahead. Okay. All right. Well, let's talk about the weekend. Um, A headline uh, that came up around here. This one actually came from News One. Uh, This one read, what goes around comes around. Civil rights leaders react to Trump's criminal indictment. Uh, It goes on to say Donald Trump's criminal indictment is being credited to a fine blend of outstanding lawyering by Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg, along with karma. So I know a lot of folks want to know what are the civil rights leaders saying about Donald Trump's indictment? So this is um, something that we've all been speculating for months and definitely the last couple of weeks, waiting for Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg to uh, work with the grand jury in that district to determine if uh, indeed Donald Trump was going to be indicted mm-hmm. as a afternoon, they did determine that it was warranted. So um, an indictment was issued. It has not been formally um, made public. So we're all still speculating to see what is actually going to be included. Um, But there are supposedly 30 counts of uh, criminal activity, some of which are misdemeanors. It sounds like maybe at least a couple of them are potentially felonies as well. Um, And these are business uh, charges. They all do stem from the payoff of Stormy Daniels back that um, was hidden before the election actually took place in uh, 2016. So um, I can't I can't uh, I I would be lying by omission if I didn't 
extend my excitement. My immediate reaction was let's go. Um, I feel like since probably 2018, I've been saying personally, I believe that Donald Trump will end up in jail at some point because what he has been doing is just egregious um, for many, many years. Um, that has been the similar sentiment of uh, most of the civil rights leaders across the nation as well, um, where Republicans have been very consistent in their messaging saying, you know, this is absurd, this is political um, tyranny and all kinds of nonsense, really. But again, very consistent in their message, uh, very different than that. Our um, leaders within the civil rights community are being very honest and saying, you know, it really seems like this is karma. Mm -hmm. uh, the same area, the same district that Donald Trump that Donald Trump paid for a full page ad to um, basically call for the the execution of the Central Park Five, who are now exonerated um, and getting to watch this play out. Um, you know, it's just it, it seems like karma. So Reverend Al Sharpton did come out and speak, uh, basically said, you will reap what you sow. And, um, you know, these are the seeds that Donald Trump has planted. Um, the Rashad Robinson, the president of the Color of Change, came out as well, said this is a historic moment and that Alvin Bragg is really, you know, just demonstrating and exercising what courage looks like in the political um, atmosphere. And it's a good sign for us moving forward that, you know, nobody is above the law. So yeah. across the board, everybody is pretty consistent with that message. We're all, you know, pretty much tuned in looking to see what happens next. You know, what's crazy about this is that uh, even the Republicans uh, who at, at present still Trump is their best shot at regaining the White House have to come to terms with the fact that they're now dealing with a man who was twice impeached, uh, one term president and an indicted man, uh, formally indicted in the state of New York. And that is problematic no matter which way you try to spin it. That, of course, they're trying to spin this to say that all of this is orchestrated by Democrats and the Democrats hold the real power. When when Trump was in office, Trump had, you know, it, it was all aces for him. He he didn't have to worry about Democrats at all because the Republicans had all the power. Um, and there there's there's no way that these people are sincerely believe that they're victims across the board with respect to Donald Trump's and, and these these outcomes. So I'm thinking that they have to come to terms with the fact that, you know, we were the ones at the rallies chanting lock her up lock her up we started this we you know because that that's very 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 well documented and indeed ingrained in their their psyche memories are not that short i'm sure they still have the t-shirts hanging in the closet saying lock her up right um yeah. and there was no trial no indictment none of that sort of stuff because uh the nature of her crimes didn't warrant all of that, you know, she she played along with, you know, she helped everyone with the investigation. She owned she owned what she did wrong. And, you know, whatever the case was, I'm you know, I'm not going to pre uh, pretend to know the particulars of her situation because it wasn't as big of a deal as um, business fraud, which is what Donald Trump has been doing in the state of New York. And it didn't come with nearly the amount of baggage that comes with a Donald Trump because Donald Trump is still under investigation in Georgia. He's still under investigation for, you know, the government documents, the Mar-a-Lago raid and all that sort of stuff and a host of other things, you know, 
And, and in general, he's just been a bad actor all this time. And, and the craziest part about it is that he ran, uh, and, and indeed, uh, presided over the country as the quote unquote law and order president. So, um, you know, when he's ordered to testify, he pleads the fifth. And then when he's indicted, he's like, it's a political witch hunt and all this sort of stuff. These people are like spin masters. Uh, or otherwise, they are all subscribed to a collective delusion, uh, the likes of which no one has seen before, you know, and and I, I'm, I'm loving at least our civil rights leaders reactions to this, because, you know, uh, karma is a great word. Um, I, 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 I would think karma would act a little bit more swiftly. But, you know, the fact is, it's better late than never. And the truth is, regardless of what happens to this man. I'm just relieved that this weakens his uh, chances at becoming president. Because as you know, the moment, like not the moment, but one of his first acts as president, you know, I pay particular attention to the CDC, having worked with the CDC here in, in Arizona. Um, one of the first things that he did was defund the CDC. And then a couple of years after that, we had a pandemic that we were not prepared for in this country. Um, among other things, you know, I, I spoke about him uh, deregulating the railroads. And then now we have all these railroad uh, rail, uh, train crashes and, you know, these railroad malfunctions and so forth. Um, he, he took back, you know, he cut through some of the red tape with the banks. That's what he called it. But the truth is it was like deregulating and it allowed what we're seeing now, which is banks failing and so forth. And of course, they're spinning that to say somehow Joe Biden is involved. But uh, these policies were put in place by Donald Trump himself because um, these people pursue profits at all costs at the at the expense of people. Um, and the, the crony capitalism that's at play is on full display. And at least people in on that branch of the government choose to either ignore it or overlook it. And then when the stories come out that the failures come out of their policies or lack thereof, um, they spin it somehow to where it's everyone else's fault, but their own. And the people that suffer are their voter base and indeed the rest of the country, especially when they have the power. So this makes me happy to know that this weakens this man's chances at becoming president again. Well, I think you raise incredibly um, valuable points there. And, you know, to the, the other point, the earlier point that you made, you know, this is the first of, of a lot of investigations mm -hmm. and at least a dozen, um, you know, across the country that he's facing. So this is really just the beginning of a really new period for Donald Trump that he's never experienced before. He has always been able to technically be above the law based mm -hmm. on his money and his power. Mm -hmm. And we are at a new place in society, I would say, um, you know, to some of your points as well. This is really a reckoning for our country because it is not, you know, where a sane minded person with even just a very basic level of education can look at what's been happening over the last several years and what's happening now and actually, you know, say that this isn't happening <laughs> like the Republicans are. So it's kind of like it's really laughable and it where we already were having a hard time taking them seriously. It, it makes it that much harder. Yeah. So I think that it, it's really going to be um, interesting to see how this all plays out. But really just the, the point that people aren't above the law. And what actually this business fraud case is, is something that, you know, based on the time period that it happened and the, 
you know, just the other elements to it. This is something that potentially determined the outcome of that 2016 election. So, you know, when it comes to if, you know, lives have been affected and, you know, other things outside of Donald Trump's business efforts been impacted by this, you know, issue, absolutely <laughs> our entire country and the world has been impacted by this one case alone. So that's where it's not just a business fraud, frivolous case. This is something that really needs to be taken very seriously. Election fraud, when you're determining the outcomes of our nation and people's livelihoods, I mean, that should be the most important case you would think of all of them. Black Information Network writer and producer Maggie B. Nolan is here with us discussing the weekend's major stories. All right. In other news, uh, TechCrunch reported that 1,100 plus notable signatories just signed an open letter asking all AI labs to immediately pause for at least six months to give us uh, more time with AI. Um, and I, I, I want to know a little bit more about this because it seemed like everyone was so excited about us giving birth to AI, the, the the closest version of AI to what we understood in Star Trek and in the movies and so forth. Um, so give us more about, you know, why these people are signing this this letter to uh, all the uh, artificial intelligence labs. This was very interesting. So, you know, obviously AI has been catching on um, like wildfire, especially over the last couple of months with chat GPT coming to life and really, you know, everybody kind of being able to use it because it's a very accessible tool. Um, what has taken place is the Future of Life Institute. It's a it's an organization um, that basically kind of monitors different things in alignment with the future. And what um, has happened is 2,000 AI experts um, from around the country and uh, supposedly the world have come out and basically signed this letter asking society, in a sense as a whole, and, and the powers that be at... Um, the chat GPT company and, and other companies that are kind of taking the lead in this AI space right now to, to really halt, um, their, their productivity to, to halt further development, to halt further, um, releases of these tools because they do not, the powers that be will say, um, people that apparently have signed this letter, um, believe that it is giving too much power potentially to the people <laughs> and that there may be, um, elements that are out of control already that will be further out of control, will become further out of control. And, um, you know, they really want to take a six month pause, which is like a full hiatus is what they're asking for to basically be able to come up with some regulations and some oversight. Now, uh, there is a lot of speculation regarding the 2000 AI experts and different people that have signed this letter. Uh, names like Andrew Yang were on it, Elon Musk, uh, among other leaders, again, in this area. And it sounds like right now, though, that the company, the, the Future of uh, Life Institute, is working to verify the legitimacy of some of these signatures because it sounds like there is some question as to if this was legitimate or not. Um, you know, this has become a, a topic across different networks and, and conversation and some of um, the the leaders in this space, one of which Stuart Russell, who's who's an AI researcher, he was on uh, Smirconish CNN over the weekend discussing this. And, you know, really, my initial thought was that it seems like the the powers that be, you know, around the world, we say they, right? Um, they don't want us as the people 
to have these tools um, because we're seeing it play out. You know, people are able to write a book in 10 minutes with AI. People are able to do all kinds of jobs across all kinds of industries very efficiently and effectively with AI. And, you know, from the chat GPT to the actual robots that we're seeing, some of these videos come out of, I believe it was Boston. Uh, one of these tech companies had a robot basically jumping around a, a warehouse and throwing boxes and, you know, kind of resembling what like a FedEx AI worker could look like, for example. Mm -hmm. So you know, overwhelmingly, I think that it empowers people. Um, it empowers especially black and brown people, um, people that don't have as much access or have, um, you know, different hurdles to get over because anything that we can do to ease our experience and ease our strategies and moving forward, I think, you know, especially for the black community and, and black and brown people, poor people around the world, you know, that, that works for us. But what that works against is, you know, that violent capitalist structure that is also happening around the world and the powers that be having their power. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. Um, I'm all for AI. I think it is something that we do need to um, be pouring into more so like community building and ethics, uh, you know, endorsing activities versus, you know, trying to restrict people from, um, you know, the future and, and the greatness that could be. Um, and really just focusing on how we can help people to realize the power of it and, and want to do the right thing with it. Because the tools are out there. People are going to do what they want to do with them. It's, you know, how can we um, engage people to the point where they don't want to do bad with them? It's definitely not by restricting them, in my my opinion. Yeah. You know, there's there's a um a couple of ways to approach this in my estimation i'm not going to pretend to know everything about everything but um i feel like unfortunately because i've read the letter right the the open letter to the uh, ai companies i feel like the motivation ultimate motivation behind that letter is money and power okay not necessarily ethics, okay? And the reason I say that is because uh, with people like Elon Musk at the helm of Twitter, not wanting AI to infiltrate his platform as he tries to rebuild some of the wealth that he scrubbed away himself by changing indeed the nature of Twitter, um, you know, he's worried about AI coming to haunt him in the form of bots, which again, we're talking about money. Um, other people were pointing to the fact that AI could peddle misinformation, right? Um, misinformation could uh, serve to bolster propaganda campaigns and get people elected or keep people from being elected, right? So we're talking about power now. And I'm not going to say either one of those is bad, but if somebody had genuinely and fully raised the concern that I know to be true, and it sounds like you know to be true as well, that AI, if not properly, um, uh, what's the word I want to say? If there aren't proper guardrails in place, could easily become a phantom racist actor by perpetuating some of the worst ideas 
and continuing to shape some of the worst outcomes that we see for black and brown people in, in this country and in the, in the world. Um, and then everyone else could hide by, behind the fact, well, it's the algorithm. Well, it's, it's AI. It's not, there's no human being that you could point to and say, they're a bad actor. There's no jail for this person. None of that sort of stuff. Right. So because none of these people fully raised that concern, um, it suggests to me that these people are uh, playing the capitalism game. And if they're playing the capitalism game, uh, unfortunately, capitalism cannot stop seeking profit, which means that if AI is where the profit is, it's going to be hard to stop that innovation. I mean, uh, in, in the, uh, TechCrunch article, you know, I read that the uh, CEO of Open Lab says, you know, we've already given six months to this chat GPT-4 thing. Um, we're thinking about these things more than you are. So this letter is more or less redundant. Like we we're on top of it, basically. So that to me suggests that he's not considering delaying his project by six months. He feels like he's already done that. My hope is that he has, you know what I mean? And I'm stating what I see uh, based on what I know as, as very obvious that these people are not concerned about implications beyond political power and, uh, protecting their stock prices. Right. And that is a little bit disheartening because if, if everyone had said, Hey, look, this hires white men disproportionately, uh, over black and brown and women and other people or AI, um, has uh, the wrong idea about what criminals should look like or, uh, you know, on and on. Right. And, and we need to address those things that I might've been a little bit more like, okay, cool. Right. I, I get it. This is probably some stuff that we need to take a pause for. Now I'm not saying we do, or we don't. My hope is that the people in power, uh, it seems to, to me that the, the chat GPT folks at least are um, making this as well as the other things a priority. Uh, based on what I know, that's that's all I can. I again, I don't work at that level of uh, you know the tech industry, so all I can do is uh, go with what I'm I'm hearing back from them. Um, but the other side of this is that that same on this on the other side of that same coin, capitalism, just the nature of this system, the societal framework that we built this country and has influenced the rest of the world the way the rest of the world works. Uh, is is the great idea that has won out over communism, socialism, everything else, right? And it comes with its drawbacks, its limitations. It comes with its the 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 harm that it that it uh, um, creates. And we've seen that oftentimes in this country and around the world, those that suffer the most under capitalism are poor people, which often are black and brown people, black and brown bodies suffer the most, right? And another part of capitalism is that it pushes everybody to work. Again, capitalism wants the most profit. It, it lets the free market decide everything. Those with the money are the deciders, right? Um, and I think that it might be challenging for the people that are at present benefiting from capitalism to turn the machines on and let them do all of the work 
while we, the people, uh, start living lives of leisure, you know, these, these tasks that we don't need to do. Anybody that's listening to, to us talk, have this conversation, whatever it is your, your job is, if you can conceive of a machine doing it, um, and you still receiving some sort of money, or maybe you're working less hours, or maybe, you know, whatever the case is, it is, it is inconceivable for those at the helm of this capitalistic framework to let the people go, right? They, they, they're going to figure out a way to redeploy those, those human resources, if you will, and other areas of society to continue to extract profit from the labor force, such as the nature of capitalism, as I understand it. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of different things to consider here. Um, my belief is similar to yours in that, you know, AI is not going anywhere. Um, it's, they're only going to continue to innovate. We're not the only people, uh, we're not the only country, uh, in this race and we don't want to come up last. And so a six month pause gives China and other, you know, uh, countries around the world time to catch up or maybe even surpass where we are with, with the technology. And there's a lot to weigh here, but, um, I think you said it best. We're just going to have to wait and see what happens. Um, you know, I, I'm a dreamer. I know that, you know, I would love for all of us to live in a world where we just walk out to, you know, a tree in our front yard and pick an apple and eat it and ponder the nature of the universe rather than work our lives away. I don't think that that's why we were created. And I think for the past, you know, at least a few hundred years, we've kind of gotten to the point where, you know, that's what we do. Everybody wakes up and work, 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 work all day. Um, and because this is all we know, and we haven't lived in the 1400s and the 1600s, um, that this is what we believe the world should be. But um, I think in our very nature, uh, there could be something different. But again, I, I, I mentioned I'm a dreamer, so uh, I, I wouldn't expect that to be our reality. I, I know that AI is not going to change things, that delivery drones are still not here. They've been promised for a long time. Self-driving cars, I think Elon Musk is getting sued because those aren't still still aren't here. So this might be a much longer road to that utopia than than I'm hoping for. But like I said, I think you said it best. We're just going to have to wait and see what happens. And, you know, really, like you said, it, it's the AI isn't going away. Um, and so neither is capitalism, though. Right. So let's just let's focus on what I think we should be focusing on is is leaning into compassionate capitalism versus yeah, I like that. Um, because I believe that compassionate cap compassionate cap capitalism has a place, you know, it, that's, that's going to be the future. And when people can lean into their skills and their passions and that becomes their work, you know, it doesn't mean we need to sit around doing nothing all day, to, yeah. but you know, AI can easily replace some of the jobs that are stressing people out, that are hurting people and putting them in harmful circumstances and allow, you know, society to move forward to a more sustainable, renewable, peaceful and happy place. So compassionate capitalism, you know, AI tools that, you know, help people thrive. Let's just, you know, figure out how to use them the right way. Uh, you have a brilliant mind and I love the way that it works. Um, well, thank you very much for spending some time with me today. Uh, once again, today's guest is Black Information Network news writer and producer Maggie B. Nolan. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. 
I am your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. And join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.